This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, celebrating National Dress Up Your Pet Day, custom-made dog meal deliveries, and the latest from the Queen of Cozy Mysteries. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca. Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Email us at doggydivashow at aol.com. That's D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A show at aol.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, President of Professional Pet Sitting, and with our Pet Tip of the Week. And Monica, one of my favorite holidays is coming up, National Dress Up Your Pet Day. (laughs) Can you tell us about that? Yes, it is a very fun, and you know they have national days for everything, it seems. And when I saw National Dress Up Your Pet Day was coming up, you know you have to celebrate that with a brand new cute outfit, you know, every year. They have to be very stylish. But um, a couple tips to keep your pet happy during National Dress Up Your Pet Day is, um, you know, one, making sure your pet is happy being dressed up. Not all pets are. Some pets are very comfortable, you know, being themselves than not being in anything. And if you want to take your pet somewhere and maybe they're not comfortable, you know, in actual clothes, maybe a bandana, a cute collar with a collar bow, something of that nature. Um, and for our friends that do feel comfortable, um, being dressed up, always make sure that 
It's something that will not impede um, with their leash or their harness. Make sure that it's something they can walk easily in. So whenever you go and get, um, you know, whenever I go and get my pets, you know, little shirts or little vests or jackets, I always check and see how the design is. You know, how are we going to put it on and put it off? Is it something that I have to pull their arms through? Are they going to enjoy that? Is it something that I can Velcro on easily or zipper easily? Is it going to get caught in their hair? You know, with the little young, long-haired Yorkies, my um, small one, Daisy, who's only five pounds, she loves going anywhere. She's very easygoing. But in certain things, like especially when it's cold outside, she gets cold really fast. Um, but she's got the longer, you know, hair on the bottom. And so you have to watch, you know, putting sweaters on her because the hair can sometimes get caught in the Velcro and that can hurt them and kind of pull. Um, also... A lot of the shirts and little jackets that you can put on them can also serve as an anxiety relief. Um, they have the thunder shirts, which have, you know, the pressure points and things like that in there. But a lot of pets just feel more comfortable with that extra layer of, of warmth, of jacket, of comfort. So when your pet's a little anxious, you know, even putting them in a little jacket, sometimes even at home, can help calm them down a little bit. You know, giving them a blanket, giving them a jacket. You'd be amazed how sometimes, you know, that little bit of extra can relieve that anxiety. Um, and just, you know, kind of watch going to the bathroom. And this is another big thing, making sure the fit is right, making sure it's not too long to where, you know, if they have to go to the bathroom, you don't have to be taking stuff off every time. Um, just really, you know, check and see how it's made. And that way, you know, they can enjoy themselves. They can get around easily. They can do everything they need to do and still look extremely fashionable in the process. Well, thank you very much. And I love to dress my dogs up. I do have one of those that you're talking about who does not like to dress up. And we just put a bandana or leave her totally nude. We call her the nudist, Coco. <laughs> but my other two, Franny and Olive, love to dress up. So I take full advantage of this day. And I hope that you all will, too. It's a fun day, and it's on January 14th. And it's National Dress Up Your Dog Day. So thank you very much, Monica. Thank you. Have a great day. Hello, everyone. Miss Olive and Sophia the Doggy Diva want to thank you for your amazing response to their special book, Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home. And they want to let you know that Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home is now available in both hardcover and softcover. And that's at Amazon.com. As Miss Olive says, woohoo, yippee! Thank you, everyone. Coming up, Homemade food for your dog delivered right to your door. Stay tuned. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com
Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Clean kibble plus fresh baked human grade food equals New Road Foods. Today we have with us the co founder of New Road Foods, Katie Smith. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, Katie. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about what you do at New Road Foods? My dad and I own New Road Foods together, and um, my dad has a long history in the pet food business, so we have a lot of expertise when it comes to product development and nutrition, and we decided to start a new kind of company about five years ago, and kind of our mission was to source the cleanest ingredients we could and to make a food that was fresh, which had fresh baked, which had never really been done in the industry before. So we kind of had to start at the at the very beginning and build a whole new supply chain and operating model. And kind of out of that was born New Road Foods. Was there like some sort of an inspiration or anything for you to develop this? Um, we always knew that we wanted to start a business together. And we kind of just started at the beginning and we were like, what would be if we could make the best dog food available, what would it look like? And, you know, we kind of had to push past what we could do from a manufacturing standpoint and ingredient standpoint, um, distribution standpoint. And we just kind of started from scratch and, and said, what would it look like if we could make the best product um, with the highest standards? And that's kind of how it, how it began. Can you tell us about New Road Foods, like the clean kibble, the human-grade food, and also how does it benefit our dogs? Sure. So we are the only kibble on the market that is human-grade. And what human-grade means is that our ingredients and processes and distribution system, um, out of that comes a food that is as clean and safe as the food you would feed your family. And what that really comes down to is um, a lot of it comes down to the animal protein. So all of the foods we use or all of the animal proteins we use are USDA certified, meaning they are clean and safe enough to feed your families. And then um, the process we use is it's actually kind of innovative. It's that we form our foods on a pasta maker and then we gently bake them. So it's a radically different process than than what you would find in a, in a pet food factory. And then we also bake them to order. So we don't make anything until we have a new customer or we know that an existing customer is ready for a fresh batch of food. So we don't hold inventory. We don't let product go stale. We make it and ship it out the very same day. And the freshness is, um, the benefit of the freshness for us is that it's more nutritious, but from a, for the dogs, it's actually a way more palatable product fresh food inherently tastes better, so the dogs enjoy it more. And for our, for the pet parents, knowing that you're feeding a food that is clean and safe is the food you feed your family, we know that it just it gives people a peace of mind and, um, and they can trust what we've developed for their dogs. Wow. And obviously the freshness and everything and the way that you, um, that you make it, it it has to be almost like custom ordered. What are the benefits of the subscription-based ordering that you have? So the biggest benefit is that once you place your order, we make it specifically for your dog. We ship it out that day. You don't have to worry about going to the store. You don't have to worry about, you know, seeing how much your dog's eating. We, we take care of all of that on our end. So it just 
ends up at your door when exactly when your dog is ready for a fresh batch of food. And we also kind of take you through a process and suggest a customized amount for your dog. So it, you're never have too much. You never have too little. It's a customized program for your dog. Wow. And it's also very easy because it comes right to the door. What, what more could a pet yeah, parent exactly. want? So Katie, where can the listeners go to learn more about New Road Foods and how to uh, start their subscription, you know, uh, get the food custom made? So um, we sell everything directly to our customers. So you would want to go to newroadfoods.com. That's N-E-W-R-O-A-D. O-O-D-S dot com. And you can also, and when you get there, we'll kind of take you through a process where we see which recipe is best for your dog, what the order quantity is best for your dog, and you can always adjust at any time. Um, and then you can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at New Road Foods. Before we go, Katie, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes, actually, if you um, use the code 50NEW, we're doing a, a uh, promotion right now. If you use the code 50 new, it will give you 50% off your first order or a trial pack. And our trial packs are a great way to, to get familiar with our foods. You can order one pound of our recipe along with our protein chips, which are a low calorie limited ingredient snack. And um, if you use that code, you'll get 50% off both of those products. Oh, that sounds great. So, um, again, listeners go to newroadfoods.com. And, Katie, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. And I also want to thank you, you and your dad, actually, for helping us pet parents to keep our pets healthy through custom and convenient nutrition. So thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back in just a moment. Coming up, the latest book releases from the Queen of Cozy Mysteries. Stay with us. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know how they say you are what you eat? Well, guess what? Same is true for your fur babe. I have a grandpa dog, as I call him. Mr. Z is now 14. And over the years, you know, he's had his issues. But lately, he's had a lot of allergies. And I've recently put him on a solid gold diet. And I have noticed a major difference. And right now, Solid Gold is offering an amazing offer to all of our listeners. Yep, by visiting solidgoldpet.com slash pet life for 30% off your first order. Go ahead and take advantage of this great offer. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Diane Harmon is an award-winning, best-selling author of cozy mysteries about dogs, intrigue, young me food, and recipes. Today, she's here to share with us her recent cozy mystery where uh, you might want to ask yourself if you ever wished you had $25,000 to uh, play poker with. And she's here to talk about Another thing which I'm so excited about, it's a book full of yummy recipes that are in the back of all her cozies. So today we want to welcome whom I very often refer to as the queen of cozy mysteries, Diane Harmon. Hey, Diane, welcome back to the show. 
Well, thank you so much. And I love the moniker, the Queen of Cozy Mysteries. That's great. <laughs> I love it. And I always say that. I mean, you know, you are. Well, I, thank you. you well, you I don't just... know about that, but thank you very much. Oh, I'm sure if you check out everybody's Kindles or in some of their hard copies, your name is ding, 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 ding. So that's... Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I want to thank you for uh, kind of spawning the murder and high rollers with Miss Ollie, your dog. <laughs> and uh, you had sent me the book that you wrote about, I don't know, what, a year and a half or so mm -hmm. ago, and it kind of stayed in the back of my mind. And then when I, my husband and I visited the uh, gambling casino, and I thought, wouldn't it be, and I saw this room for high rollers and thought, who plays there? Who does this? So then I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we brought Miss Ollie in and she could do some sleuthing a bit or identification? <laughs> And she, so it did was really, she did so good. And and that's one of the things I want to ask you, because in your books, and one of the things I love about your books, is that you always have dogs, and they're actually characters. It's not just like someone talking about a dog. Your dogs are actually characters in your books, and they play, you know, they play um, an actual function in the book. And, you know, I just was wondering where you ever came up with having the pups. And of course, I'm so happy Olive was, and Olive was with, you know, her, you know, guy Patron. And also there was Miss Simone. So I just was wondering, where did you get the inspiration that you would incorporate dogs into your books? I love it. I, I wish I could give you a succinct answer on it. And I can't. It's, I had written a couple of suspense books and they did well critically, but not uh, financially. And about that time, someone said, why don't you try a Cozy Mysteries? Because your books always have food in them. And I was unfamiliar with what a Cozy Mystery was. So I read a couple and thought, I could do that. And I love dogs. We are just dog people, our whole family. And I thought, what if I, two of my favorite things, at that time we had three dogs, if I put dogs and recipes and food and then do the rest of the Cozy Mystery. And it just kind of happened. And then the more I wrote, the more interested I got in having different breeds in different books. So it wouldn't just be my dog in the book all the time. And uh, that's, that's how it happened. And you know, Miss Olive spoke to me, so I had to put her in. <laughs> well, and coming to that, I mean, um, I ordered the hard copy because, of course, Olive's on the cover, and she she looks, she's, she plays such a key component in the book. It was so, like, thrilling for us, and I'm giving it out yeah. as people are going, you have to give me the book, you have to give me the book, because the book's so good, but I kind of teased at the beginning, like, if you ever had $25,000, you know, how would you bet on that in a poker hand? But some Sometimes it like could be a little deadly. So, so oh, I, I think it'd be frightening. I would. <laughs> so you could could you just tell the listeners a little bit about murder and high rollers? And and for those of you that are familiar with Diane's work, you know that she has a, a fabulous group of mystery up cozy series. And this is from the High Desert Cozy series. So could you just tell the listeners a little bit about this book because it was really great. I learned a lot, by the well, way, about gambling. Well, I did, too, when I wrote it. And uh, I am not a real gambler. I love to do a little bit here and there and play. But, you know, I'm I'm strictly, once I lose $5, I'm panic. <laughs> so this is, we're not talking high stakes here. But in, when my husband and I were at Pachanga, uh, it's a Native American uh resort with golf and a huge casino, one of the largest I've ever seen. And we happened to walk by 
the high rollers, uh, a room that was just limited to high rollers. And I kept thinking, who plays that? Who has that kind of money? And one thing led to another. And then I thought, well, if somebody was winning and they were really intelligent or they had some type of a brain, just kind of like a computer brain, and they weren't cheating, wouldn't that be interesting? But would people want to kill them? (laughs) (laughs) So it it kind of went that way. And uh, uh, then I put Miss Olive in because I think she is uh, very important in solving the mystery of, of who the murderer was. And yet it seemed to be very realistic that you know, a small dog would fit in a purse. As and she does. Kind of came about that, as she does, as she does. And I have never had a dog that small that I, as I'm getting older, I'm certainly thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> These big ones are uh, a little, little much, but uh, that's where it came about. And the high desert Palm Springs area, they do have some big casinos there. And it just, I can see where people would come to there to to Palm Springs or a resort like that to do nothing but gamble. And I do understand that the casinos highlight people or have profiles on people who are winning too much and they don't want them there. Well, and you know, Uh, what was interesting too, is the way like some of them go from, cause this is their profession and they go from casino to casino to casino. I mean, that was really interesting to learn because I only do the little slot machines whenever we go, I couldn't even fathom. Mm -hmm. This was like so interesting. And like I said, I I learned a lot about it because I didn't, I, I wasn't even aware of it. And I think that that helped to make it even more fascinating. And the way you incorporated Olive's, um, gifts it was really uh it was really great i mean i was it, it was one, not Thank only you. because miss olive's you know mine but but because of the way she was portrayed in the book she was like such a key um component to yeah to the whole thing it was really great and the way you incorporated that was very very good very interesting now also i want to tell you when you know, when I found out you were doing this and when you told me the uh, series, the High Desert series that we were going to be in, I love Marty. I love Detective Jeff. I love that whole gang and that whole, you know, the way they cook. It's like a little compound and the twinkle lights. And I always feel like I want to be there. So the fact that Olive and I were incorporated into that group of people, I was thrilled. Though I love all the other ones. This one, I, I love the way that you set up this compound almost well, that they you. live in yeah this it's kind of interesting that people always say you know are you in your books no i'm not but you cannot help but incorporate certain things and if you're reading you know writing contemporary fiction and the compound came about my husband had an uncle who was an artist who lived in the high desert in a compound of artists and there were four homes that ringed this courtyard. And we went to visit him twice, and it was just the most magical place. I mean, that was many years ago, and it stayed in my mind. And that became the um, the area where kind of everything happens, the main hub, if you will, of all the books in the series. And then Marty, certainly I'm not Marty, but I was an antique and art appraiser. I know. And 
that also kind of stemmed and, you know, I know that world. So that comes in for when she's appraising things. And there are a lot of Native American artifacts in the desert. And that is often how people decorate their homes because it's kind of a desert look. Well, so that's where it all kind of stemmed. For the listeners who may not have heard us talk in the past, you could just like briefly go over what your background is before you became this best-selling author. I mean, people probably think you've been doing it your whole life, but you had a whole different series of careers before this. I was, and I, you know, people have asked, gee, don't you wish you'd started, you know, 30 years ago? No, I don't, because the the books often reflect life experiences I've had. I was an antique and art appraiser and became a bit disenchanted with how people uh, absolutely, uh, they define themselves by how much money their uh, furnishings and things were worth, which after a while I thought, you know, that's not real. So then I completely went a different path and opened to yoga studios which is kind of that's a little really going from one to another. But, <laughs> and after about that time, my husband became involved in politics and uh, actually was elected to the Senate in uh, California politics at, up in Sacramento. And when he would have all of these different brochures and everything on him coming out, I lived in fear that there would be one of me standing on my head or something. <laughs> so I thought I'd better get out of that profession and became a political wife, uh, and we did a lot of entertaining. So I, I've mentioned to you before that the recipes in my books, these come from things that I have personally, the recipes I have used and that are part of my collection. I don't just pick one, you know, here and there. Uh, these are all not Harmon uh, recipes per se that I developed them, but I certainly have made them my own. And then I thought, well, what would happen when he retired if I wrote a book? And that's where I am now, a few years later. And look at how many you've you've written. I mean, I think that I probably have every one of them. And, and I want to touch on something real quick while we're talking about the, uh, you know, the recipes. The recipes that are in the back of your book I always love. And it it's interesting because while you're reading the book, you're they're doing these actual they're making these actual meals especially in this high desert one. Oh my gosh those guys are great but um it's there's always these meals or desserts or something that's incorporated into the story and you have them on the back of your book which makes which is great for us readers and we talked about it a while ago i said you should put all of these things together in a cookbook and i know it's something you thought about for a long time so lo and behold for christmas what did i get but a cozy cookbook <laughs> my husband bought it and he's like, he put uh, little things, what, I want you to make this, let's make that, let's do this. And it is, it's that's full great. of just yummy, yummy recipes. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Well, I, uh, I love to cook. And so, therefore, the recipes that the people eat a meal during the book or in the back of the book, the, the cozy cookbook. This is volume one because I have five recipes in my cozy mysteries per book. Mm -hmm. And I've written about, I don't know, 50 or 60 cozy mysteries. So that's a lot of recipes. Yeah. And this is just the first volume. And I've decided to do it pretty much sequentially. Uh, the next cookbook will be the next books that I wrote, etc. And people have said that often they read the books just for the food. 
And I've had readers that have been angry if I've mentioned some dish and haven't put the recipe in the back. So (laughs) I've learned to kind of highlight which ones and, and not do a lot with ones that I'm not going to feature in the back of the book. <laughs> I know. They're like me. they like, oh, that sounds so good. i got to make it. <laughs> exactly. And I've learned that sweets are very, very important. Ooh, desserts yeah. or cookies or whatever. That seems to be uh, side dishes, salads, not so much. <laughs> That's a- and you describe them very well in the book, so it kind of makes you want to make it and eat it. So you did a great book. And I just want everyone to know, again, that's called The Cozy Cookbook by Diane Harmon, and that's volume one. And and I have to talk about something else because, actually, there's a few things I want to uh, get in. You know how much I love Holly Lewis, and I'm a Nancy Drew girl from a thousand years ago. And when I started to read Holly Lewis, it made me go back to my Nancy Drew years. And you just had a recent one come out, Holly and the Oracle, and which I found totally fascinating. Again, I always learn things when I read your book because you incorporate. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, you incorporate situations and even social situations that maybe the reader's not familiar with or knows a little bit about, but you go in and you explain it. I kind of try to figure out, I, I always feel I get a good feeling on who it might be or I had no clue in this one. Good. This one good, took me good. totally out. And um, so can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Holly has become one of my favorite characters. I know an author is not supposed to ever say that, but I just really like her. I do too. She just just incorporates so much. And like you, I was a Nancy Drew absolute person. But the Oracle kind of fascinated me because a couple of years ago, a friend of mine uh, married a man who had two children, one of whom had gotten caught up in a cult. And they had to do a uh, kind of an intervention with cults and everything. And I became fascinated by how this happened. And uh, Levi, in the book, who becomes involved in the cult, was very much uh, this young man in my mind. I, I, I don't know the young man, but it's kind of what I pictured from what his stepmother had said and how he got caught up in this. And I can see how it could happen and and how dangerous it can become when someone puts their time money and and their whole belief system into something like this well and you described it and and you know even levi's uh i'll call it naivety um going into this and holly uh, you know even though she's a young girl it was like the difference between the two she looked at it one way, he looked at it another way, and sort of how it all got incorporated. The whole town, it was it was very interesting, and it also kind of gave the readers an insight into the way this could happen. So, I, Well, I, I think it, uh, I know it does happen, and I can see how it could, and mm-hmm. I can see how someone could become the oracle, if you will, yeah. if someone is very, I mean, we've all seen this. What was the thing years ago? Drinking the Kool-Aid, Jimmy something, oh, I forget his name. Jim Jones, I think it was. That was it. That mm-hmm. was it. That was it. And people were just amazed. And and we read of these from time to time that there are cults out there that uh, very charismatic people generally are leading them. And they're extremely good with words, and they're telling people what people want to hear. 
And I think it's very realistic. I mean, it, it's out there. No, you did a great job portraying that. And, Thank you. And, and I also want to talk about one other thing, and it's totally new. Was that the fifth book in the Holly series? That was the I fifth. I believe so. Yeah, the fifth book. And now you have a new series, which I've already got it uh, preloaded to when it comes out, which I'm get, which I find very interesting uh, and fascinating, which is uh, the Miranda Riley. Um, Miranda Riley. Yes. This was something that, you know, as I said, things happen in life. My daughter-in-law is a, a reader, and she one time we were talking about books, and she mentioned something. I said, oh, I don't like that genre. It was paranormal. And had vampires, and I thought, Ugh, that is just not me. She said, try it. She said, it's nothing, you know, like you're talking about with some vampire with a, you know, trying to put his teeth in a white neck of a woman or something, which you always see on the cover. Yeah. So she recommended a couple to me. I've forgotten their names, but, and I thought, well, this is kind of interesting because they were nothing like that. And I thought, well, I, I kind of like to write that. And so I, in my newsletter, I said, is this something that interests people or whatever? And the response was amazing that I had hundreds of readers say, yes, I read that. I love it. But it was interesting that one reader said, I'm glad you're going to do this, but let me tell you what I hate and in this genre. And she wrote a full page of things that she did not like about when people wrote it. And I thought, well, that's interesting. One of which she said was that so many authors think that it's uh, so easy to say because it's paranormal that the bookcase spoke to them yeah. and solves the mystery. And she says, that's, that's not, that's you know, there's got to be some realistic. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of an interesting statement. And since then, I have read a couple where you're going, yeah, paranormal, yes, but that's beyond. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I like the, 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 the concept of, of, um, of the way you're doing it. And it's something that's, it's, it's not that the bookcase is talking or even that there's a vampire or space no. aliens no. coming out of the sky. It seems like it's a very no. natural, intuitive, uh, way of, of of doing it. So I'm really looking forward to, to reading this when it comes out. Thank you. It's, it's a young woman whose mother uh, is because, goes missing, and she's called by the chief of police to go back to her small little town. But the, the interesting thing is P.I., private investigator. On this one, it's a paranormal. I know. I love that. And so, you know, kind of a play on words in that and how she finds out there is another, you know, world out there of, of things that are rather unexplainable, which I think each of us, if we're very honest, that there are some things that have happened to us that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just beyond uh, explanation. What is it? There are more things in heaven and earth than we can, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and so that was the premise from it, and I knew that I'd not written in that, so I got in touch with a woman that I've dealt with who has written in that genre, and she says when she was a kid, she grew up on those books. That's what her mother read. And she said, Diane, it's nothing like you may have thought it was. And so she is the one, I put her name on the book, and I went under a pen name on this book, although it's very, you know, D. Harmon instead of Diane Harmon. It wasn't a real leap of faith there. But since I'm in a totally 
a different genre. It's it's a paranormal cozy mystery, but certainly I'm not known for paranormal, so I put that in there. And I put her name on the book because she's her advice has been uh, very important to me. Well, and I find it I find it to be interesting, and I you know I I tend to enjoy books that maybe it does step out of the norm. You know, um, sometimes there's animals that are psychic. Sometimes there's all, it, there's yes. like all different kinds of things, but it all comes together and it kind of adds to the intrigue and the mystery. And, um, but one of the things that, that has always interested me is dogs getting back to them. One of my favorite subjects, they have an innate sense mm-hmm. when someone is a good person or not a good person for want of a better word. And I have seen our dogs just shy away from some people or just immediately lick and love other people. And that's beneath our, you know, overt senses. There's mm-hmm. something else going on there. And I thought, well, let's explore it. Let's see. Certainly like uh, Miss Olive in, in yes. Murder and High Rollers, she yes. had a sense. She do- And in reality, she kind of does. I mean, she's like my, she's eight and a half pounds of terror when she's protecting me. I mean, she has no teeth. Mm-hmm. She only has three legs. But I'll tell you what, she is, if anyone that she senses isn't good comes to me, towards me, she, I can always tell she's in her little carrier and she'll like, yes kind of stiffen up and growl a little bit. So it's for those of you that are going to read the book, you're you're going to absolutely love it. It's called Murder in High Rollers. And, and Diane, where can the listeners go to learn more about you, all your cozy mysteries, uh, your cozy cookbook? Oh, if you go to Diane Harmon just on Amazon, I have an Amazon page there that tells about me and lists all of my books. Also, a website, uh, com, and they can uh, check that out as well. I'm sitting in my office here looking at uh, uh, gifts my husband has given me, and from the first year that I started writing Cozy Mysteries, he and my daughter and son-in-law put together a collage of all my books and framed them for me. It must be a pretty big (laughs) So we're running out of space here. No, but they're, and they're all so good. And, and each one's different. So even though they're in a series, each, each thing's different that you write about. And again, you know, I, I always tell you what I want, number one, I want to thank you for being our guest. And I also want to thank you for writing about, you write about socially relevant things in your books. And also it's fun, mysterious, and you have those yummy recipes and it's always got dogs in it. So what more could a reader ask for? <laughs> and I also want to uh, thank you on behalf of Miss Olive is having her be a character in Murder and High Rollers and actually being a very relevant and key character. And she is so honored. She has selected Murder and High Rollers <laughs> as one of her favorite things for the January issue of Suncoast Bet Magazine. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. And I was honored to have Miss Olive on the cover. <laughs> and for all of your listeners, I've received so many emails from people who think the dog is just adorable. So it was a, a good decision. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. So please thank Miss Olive. Hi, she's sitting right here. She knows it's all about her. She's so happy. And I've got the book right in front of me. She's looking at herself going, yep, that's oh, me. How cute. I'm cute. <laughs> 
and I'm smart and I solved it. But thank you again so much, Diane. And we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me and tell Miss Ollie bye. I will. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, Please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.